With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and we are the short stuffers who are going to talk to you about a new term for the Latina community. Latino community? See? Here's the reason for a new term. Yeah, so I remember when we did our episode on Zoot Suits. Yeah. uh, There was... You know, we always try to keep up with the latest correct terminology right. uh, that people want to be called. Sure. Uh, because people get to decide themselves what they want to be called. And I think at the time uh, there were references to a word, uh, Chicano. Is that right? Did we do that? Did we say that? Well, we did, but we also said it in context of that's what they were called at the time. Okay, okay. Uh, and here's the thing. Depending on who you are, where you are, and when you are, mm-hmm. these terms have been uh, sort of interchangeable. To some people, some of these terms have been um, in fashion and then out of fashion, uh-huh. perhaps maybe offensive or not offensive, right. or maybe pride wrapped around a term that other people might think might be offensive. Yeah, and what's interesting is some of those terms have transitioned through all those things over time and, and geography, too. And to know all that, Chuck is to really remember, be reminded that, um, you know, when you consider entire racial groups, we tend to think of them as like one collective whole that share all the same similarities and, and have zero differences. And this this is a, a very uh, important reminder that, no, different people consider themselves different things, even within certain racial groups. And then it, Take it one step even further and say, oh, well, that would suggest that racial groups are actually a social and, and cultural construct, not a biological construct. And then you finally arrived at the right frame of mind to be a human being. That's right. I mean, technically, if you really um, always want to honor a person and do the right thing, you call someone um, Mexican or Colombian or Honduran or Guatemalan and get ver- or Spanish and get very specific with the country that they come from. Uh, but we, uh, as humans, like to um, put a, a collective name on groups of people. That's just what we've always done. Uh, in the 50s, and a lot of this stuff comes from uh, this House of Works article and a historian named Paul Ortiz, who is a professor at the University of Florida, which we won't hold against him. Um, but he points out that in the 50s and, and even before that, uh, Chicano was a term of derision, yeah. Uh, but then it was kind of adopted and became a term of pride with uh, the rise of a few things, the Mexican student movement mm-hmm. in California, the farm workers movement, and people said, you know what, Chicano is a term of pride, term of self-respect, and he likened it to um, African-American and the term black, how the term black or blacks wasn't uh, very favored for a long time, and then in the civil rights movement, they said, no, black is beautiful. That's who we are and that's what we are. Yeah, I mean, like, what better way to, to um, deflate the power out of a, a word that's used against you than to take it on yourself and use it as a, as a name of pride? I mean, that's, that's just like how it's Like we're podcasters. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which has always been a term of scorn for the outside world, but <laughs> that's right. We're, we're taking it on with pride. So yeah, so um a lot when we were growing up, Chuck, um Hispanic was always the term. I mean yes. Virtually until just a few years ago, Hispanic. But as time wore on, it went from, you know, those are Hispanic people to those are Hispanic people. And you just kind of got this idea that the term Hispanic had fallen out of favor among Hispanic, the Hispanic community. I, I knew that. I didn't understand why. And apparently it's because Hispanic has been the longstanding term for the U.S. Census Bureau um, to describe people who are who. Um, claim an origin or an identity that's associated typically with either Spain or Latin America, Spanish-speaking countries, um, or the or the Caribbean, something along those lines. Um, and when you really start to dig into it, and you're like, wait a minute, this is the Census Bureau's kind of jumbled definition? Yes, it is, which again reinforces the idea that racial groups are not homogenous groups. They're made of a bunch of different people. It just so happens that there's a bunch of different people from a bunch of different backgrounds who claim this kind of, um, this, the same, uh, cultural identity. Yeah. And Professor Ortiz points out with Hispanic, he said where he lived, uh, he was raised in California and Washington state. He said Hispanic wasn't a popular term, Mm -hmm. uh, because of that, because, uh, he said the elder and his elders in his community would say, no, this is the government, Uh, putting this name on us. But he said in Florida, he said Hispanic as a term was embraced by Floridians. Right. So like I said earlier at the very beginning, it depends on kind of who you are and where you are um, as to kind of what you prefer. And that brings us to a break and we'll reveal the new mystery name that really isn't a mystery because everyone already (laughs) knows it by now, right after this. Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments. And if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care. Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy, but you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy. It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for. Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Hey, everybody, it's time to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has absolutely everything you could possibly need to build whatever website you're trying to. You can host video content and organize your entire video library, plus showcase it on beautiful video pages. You can use analytics to grow your business and learn where your site visits and sales are coming from. What else, Chuck? 
Well, buddy, if you got merch, then you can sell it on Squarespace. You can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Yeah, and if your business is appointment-based, you can accept appointments on your Squarespace website. You can offer online or in-person private sessions, workshops, and group classes. And Squarespace provides everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, and send automatic reminders, all in a beautiful showcased site. So just go to squarespace.com slash stuff and you're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code stuff to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, Chuck, what's the mystery name? This is basically like an episode of The Masked Singer. Oh, my gosh. Do you watch any of those? No, I'm just aware of it. Okay. They get really silly. They play those uh, during football games. That's the only reason I know about them, the ads. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know it's a short stuff, but quickly, there's a new one that um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically judging whether or not you think a person can sing just by looking at them and how they carry themselves. That's good. That's great. That's a that's a good lesson to teach people that you can judge a book by its cover. Right. And then they hand them a microphone. It's like, are they do they sing crappy or not? Let's right. find and then, out. Then when they sing crappy, it suddenly turns into the gong show, I'm sure. Right. Great idea. Great idea. All right. So that brings us to the mystery word, which is uh, and there's a few ways you can pronounce it depending on who you are. Uh, Latinx is what I've always said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also say Latinx mm-hmm. or Latinx, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And I think Webster, Merriam-Webster says Latinx. Right. So you're either basically saying it as one word or two words. Paul Ortiz says it as two words, like Latin and then the letter X, Latin X. That's, that's what how, I've always said. Yeah, that's how what I've always said, too. And then somebody, I don't know who pointed it out that it was that, no, you, uh, well, other people pronounce it like Latinx or something like that rather than Latino or Latina, Latinx. And, the and whole that's point, the explanation. Yeah. The, <laughs> I mean, the whole point of all of this is that um, it's meant to be a gender neutral, totally inclusive word for people who identify as Latino, Latina, um, Hispanic, uh, Chicano even, um, however you identify, uh, that this is this big encompassing word. Um, there was a Pew uh, survey that was done that said traditionally, or, or at least now, most people, like you were saying, prefer to be identified as Guatemalan or as Brazilian or as Haitian, um, wherever you're from, that, that, that your nation of origin is your you know, that's that's how you identify with. But there is a growing group, especially younger, American-born, English-speaking people who identify um, as what the Census Bureau would call Hispanic, um, that are adopting this term Latinx or Latinx to, be, to make it more inclusive, which I think is cool. Yeah, and as Ortiz puts it, he said he kind of sees it as a bridge-building term mm-hmm. uh, to kind of unite people. Uh, and, you know, it, it's up to the individual what they prefer to be called, if you ask me. Right. Um, I definitely see um, how referring to someone's country of origin can be a nice specificity. Yeah. But I also see the value in people coming together as, as a whole and saying, you know, we're a big worldwide community and we are Latinx. Right. And that's meant to – apparently Latino was also um, 
that was very widely used, Hispanic, Latino. Um, that was like a transition word for sure from from Hispanic to Latinx or Latinx. Latino definitely made that, that, that kind of bridged those two together. But apparently Latino came to be widely associated specifically with people who um, whose country of origin is Mexico, right? And there's plenty of people from other parts of Central and South America um, who say, well, I'm not from Mexico, so that one doesn't really apply to me, which is why Latinx is, um, is, is that bridge-building term for a lot of people. For the time being, though, it's, it's got a lot of ground to cover before it becomes widely used, again, according to Pew, right? Yeah, I think they did a survey just this year, um, actually just this August, so very recently. Mm-hmm. That, is it still 2020, actually? <laughs> Who knows? I think okay. 2020 <laughs> is now eternal damnation year, so it will be going on forever. All right. So, yes, so the answer is yes. Yeah, it's been 2020 for seven years now. And uh, this survey said that about 23% of Hispanics have even heard the term. Mm-hmm. That surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and only 3% use it. That kind of surprised me, too. Maybe it's the circles I run in, but I've heard it a lot more than that. Well, I think one of the reasons why it seems like there's more people who adopt it is because the people who do use it tend to be the most vocal on, like, social media, the most present, the most— um, Yeah, they're younger. Like, they're out there a lot more than, say, like, their parents or grandparents or even older siblings. Um, yeah, they're out there for sure. So it would—they have a much larger voice— Proportion. They have a disproportionately large voice. How about that? Um, yeah. What I've seen is uh, some people are like, well, no, I prefer Latino or I prefer Latina. Some people say, well, no, I'm totally down with the gender neutral thing. But Latinx, that, that, like X just kind of flies in the face of um, Spanish as a tongue. So why don't we go with Latine and E with the accent? Is it what's the accent called? No, I don't know. But with an accent over it. You yeah. know, you've seen it before. <laughs> I have. Um, so Latine is gender neutral, but it's also much more Spanish sounding. It's from the Spanish tongue. So maybe go with that. And I think everybody who's already on board with Latinx has just, just be quiet. <laughs> We're yeah, going with I, Latinx. X is cool. Yeah, it's totally cool for sure. It's definitely got a cool term. But I remember also when we did our quinceanera episode, we were exclusively saying Latinx, I believe. And some people wrote in and said, hey, you know, not everybody is down with that in the, the Latino community or Latina community. And it was good to be reminded of that, that, yes, when you're talking about entire groups of people, just remember, they don't all agree on everything. No matter right. whether they're white, black, Latinx, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. Uh, they're all very different people and we're all different when it comes down to it. We're all individuals. And... uh Maybe that means we can all get along a little better. Yes, and at the very least, we can defer to them, for goodness sakes. Yeah, when you meet somebody who you would say, oh, this person is of uh, Latinx heritage, you could leave it to them by saying, it's really great to meet someone of... <laughs> yeah, and then let is. them fill in the, <laughs> in the blanks. Exactly. So uh, there you go. Go forth and think about things a little more and stop pigeonholing everybody, Okay. Okay, Short Stuff Then is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.